It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And welcome to the Celtic State of Mind live pre-match preview. Today Celtic make the trip to Rugby Park, which has been known for a good few years now to be a tough ground for Celtic. It was initially under Brendan Rodgers where this kind of hoodoo surrounding the ground started to arise and seemed to have sort of put down that curse for the moment. But then we saw earlier on this season in the Viaplay Cup defeat that the curse of Rugby Park still looms in some sort of form. Today I'm joined by Kev McCluskey and Anthony Maguire of Celtic Down Under. Celtic Down Under, they've recently launched a new website where you can find their merch store. You can find that www.celticdownunder.com. But we're going to get straight into the game, first of all. Kev, we had the team selection just come out. Anthony just, messaged, just mentioned to me before we went live that seven changes from the team that played against Kilmarnock in that initial fixture in the Viaplay Cup. I remember Oden Holm was actually playing that day, if I can remember correctly. But we saw that performance against Kilmarnock previously in the Viaplay Cup and there was a lot of problems with it. And it's been the same problems from that result that have been arising in a couple of of other drop points this season, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to just get up that team just now, <laughs> played in the Via Play Cup, because uh, I haven't actually considered that one. But uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of changes, because actually if you look back, because I'm just looking at it now, uh, Tony Ralston started, you had Nidrotsky and Lagerbilka as your back too, which seems a long way away now, because neither of them have been near the team really since then. You're quite right, Oden home played, you had Maeda, Furuhashi, a badder up front as well. So it's a massively changed team since that match. Um, you'd like to think that since then we've come on quite a bit as well. I think um, hopefully now there's a wee bit more stability within the team and uh, team selection's getting there, getting steadier. Some players have improved, but you know it's been a bit of a 
strange season for us because I still don't think we've fully hit a groove yet. I don't think that game has anything to do with that in particular, but I just think we've just kind of just not quite found our groove yet. So hopefully today is a day that we can do that. And like you kind of mentioned there, Rugby Park was always a tough ground for Brendan Rodgers before. It continued to be so earlier on. So there's a lot to play for today. There's a lot of kind of hoodoos to get over and get out of the way, get another three points and get that gap back up to what it should be going into the next couple of rounds of matches. Well, Anthony, how do you usually feel going to Rugby Park when you think back to when that sort of initial hoodoo was coming around? Do you think that was just due to the managerial quality of Steve Clark at the time? Because we're seeing what he's doing with the Scotland national team now. He's clearly proved himself to be a top manager. Or do you think it was more to do with the pitch as well? That's a common thing that fans love to love to complain about. We've seen people talking about the pitch already in the comments. Is Cam Carter-Vickers not playing because of the pitch? We'll get to that a bit later on. No Carter-Vickers and the team, I'm sure, will have struck fear into the hearts of some supporters. But Anthony, where do you think the sort of initial hoodoo arose? How do you feel when we're going to Rugby Park? I have to say, um, thank you very much for having me on tonight. And um, it's a shame it's a game out on, a, on an artificial surface because I usually dread these games because usually they're quite turgid to watch. Um, it's very hard to play the free-flowing football that Celtic likes to play. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers' sides struggle because of the, 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 the way that they move the ball side to side. The ball doesn't quite sort of glance along the ground quite like it does on a, on a, on a normal surface. Um the pitch does play play a part in the in the match. I mean, Kilmarnock's stats, they sit between 17 and 80% home, home points acquired in a league season. When you compare it to most teams, it's usually 50, 50 55%. So there's definitely a, a, a home ground advantage in them having that artificial surface. Um, I really just hope tonight that we just start with a really good tempo. And I really hope that Awata and McGregor get on the ball and are able to turn and get the ball moving forward quickly. Um, if we see Phillips and Stales carrying the ball um, often, then that's a sign to me that we're going to be in for a long, a long afternoon because the, the ball is just not transitioning fast enough to, to sort of break down what I presume will be a deep line, traumatic defence. It's going to be a big game for Nat Phillips. He's, I presume, going to be gone within the next month. I don't see him staying at Celtic. Past January, I don't know how many artificial surfaces Nat Phillips has played on in his time in the Premier League, but I'm sure we'll be expecting a top performance from him today. You mentioned Tomoki Iwata there as well. I think one of the main problems the last time we played Kamarnak in that fireplay cup defeat was the midfield was too easily overrun. Brendan Rodgers has mentioned in the media on a couple of occasions that he thinks Odin Holm needs to sort of bulk up a bit, a bit more physicality in his game. So having someone like Iwata, who we've spoken on on multiple occasions, has been a very solid defensive-minded player that will hopefully add that solidity to the midfield that you were looking for. But I want to go to the defence that Rogers named for today. First of all, Aster Johnson, Matt Phillips, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. And you've seen the appearance of Mike Navrocki on the bench as well. Or Navrocki, sorry. Um, we saw Cam Carter-Vickers go off at half-time and I'm sure a lot of fears would have come in as supporters there. And you're looking at the defence that Rogers has named. Nat Phillips is the player that starts, the player on loan, Kev, as opposed to the centre-backs he spent all this money on in the summer. But I think what the team selection has revealed to us today is where Brendan Rogers sees these players in the pecking order. I think his ranking of his defenders' quality is pretty clear now. Cameron Carter-Vickers at the top, Scales second. Phillips is the third choice. Navrocki's the fourth choice. So 
where does that leave the likes of Stephen Welsh and Gustav Lagerbielka? I'm not too sure just yet. Lagerbielka seems to have been completely bombed out of the equation. I didn't think he'd put much of a foot wrong in the first in, in his early stages at Celtic, but he's out of the picture now, clearly. But I've got a defence named for today, Kev. How do you feel about that, Nat Phillips and Liam Scales? Yeah, I think I think any other surface than this one here or the one at Almond Vale, you'd have Cameron Cattavickers in your back two every day of the week. You know, it'd be him and Scales just now because that's the partnership that's worked so well recently. And Cattavickers is, for me, the best at the back in the country. So if he's fit, you play him. But I think given his fairly recent history of injuries, especially, you know, with the knees, I'll speak from experience with that. I've done my knee in a few times playing on AstroTurf surfaces. So, you know, I can sympathise with Big Cameron if that's an issue that he's got. And if it is, then you take him out in a game like this because you don't want to unduly risk him, especially when you've got Feyenoord coming up in midweek, which is a massive game for us for many ways. I know we're out of Europe and I know it doesn't really mean I mean, that much, you know, we, we can't even get third place, but it would get us a victory in midweek, you know. If we can win in midweek, sorry, it gets us that European monkey off the back first home yeah, win in 10 years. From last season it's, as well. It's extra cash yeah. in the bank as well um, because, you know, you get the, the bonus money for winning matches. So maybe with that in mind, you're saving him for that game. You don't want to risk him today. And I think that's probably why Phillips came on against Hudson midweek. It was just pre-planning. We were 2 nothing up, but we were coasting in that game. So it'll be very interesting to see how Phillips plays. Uh, I agree with you and make most of the Axon contributors. He'll be away in January. I don't see him staying any longer. Um, again, why is he playing ahead of guys that are signed up long-term for us? Is that rumour that's going around that there's a clause in his loan contract that he has to be involved in a match day squad? pushing him further up the line than he, than he should be. Because you're now you're not going to play in the Rocky ahead of him from the start in a game like this because you haven't given him any minutes in the lead-up to now. So he's kind of maybe artificially up that pecking order. Um, but again, he'll be... He's got something to prove. Whether he knows what his future lies after January, if he thinks he's going back to Liverpool, he's probably playing for his next loan move. So... He's, um, I don't know, he's got to put in a big performance today, prove that he's worthy of of something. But long term, I think he's away. And I think I think as soon as January comes, it's the better for everyone else in the squad because then we'll start to get a better understanding of what Rogers actually thinks of Navrocki and of Lagerbielke. You say he seems to be bombed out. Maybe there's a loan move for him, you know. I don't know if he was a Roger signing or not, so maybe there's something going to happen there. But as for today, to get back to the original question, yeah, happy enough with Scales to come in if it's resting Carter Vickers and a dodgy knee and Scales. He becomes your rock at the back for a game like today. And we've said it every week since the start of the season. Could never have imagined saying that during pre-season. And that's just uh, kind of testament to how far he's come on. Yeah, Scales' is rise this season is something that we've heavily documented on the podcast we've all been raving about that because we all love a sort of comeback story you'll remember in Andrew's first season everybody couldn't stop talking about Anthony Ralston amongst all this plethora of talent that we'd brought in that were all hitting the ground running one of the players that was getting spoke about the most was Anthony Ralston who was almost a 
a figure of ridicule at Celtic at a certain point in his career. So it's good to have seen Scales come along. We've got a player in our attack today who mentioned that he's hoping to have a similar sort of rise as Scales has had and Mikey Johnson. We'll get to that just a bit later. We've got the comments coming in. 425 of you weighing in live. Thank you very much for joining us. I mentioned Lord Flashheart's comment. Is Cam Carter-Vickers not playing because of the pitch? I assume so. We saw the rumours popping up a few weeks ago when Carter-Vickers returned from injury, Anthony, that um, he can't really play two to three games a week because of this knee surgery. And I'm not too sure if he picked up a knock at half-time or if it was just a precautionary substitution. But no Carter-Vickers for this game. And when I look at that defence that we've named, I'd say that's probably the best defence he can name at the moment. We're seeing a lot of people weighing in on Mike Navrosky. You can't forget that, first of all, he's not played since he returned from this injury. And second of all, what ground did he pick the injury up at? He picked up the injury with two minutes to go at Rugby Park than when we played them in the Fireplay Cup. So it's really not worth risking Mike Navrosky. But as Peter weighs in, I think Navrosky will come good. Dodge a game. If we go out with the same attitude as Wednesday, we'll be fine. I think so as well. If you think back to that game on Wednesday, we went into that game, Anthony, with the mentality of we needed a response. We needed a reaction. And I think if you go into this game looking for a reaction from the defeat to Kilmarnock in the Viable Cup, so go out there and prove yourself, making up for that result, and then you should be fine, I think. I think so. Um, I think Awata will make a difference. Um, Awata and O, to be honest, that spine of the team is just a bit stronger. Um, I really feel that against St. Johnson, it wasn't until O came on at the 58th minute that our fortunes changed in that match. And he was really the catalyst. And he scored an absolutely cracking goal um, on uh, on Wednesday night against Hibs. Um, but I'd been calling for Awata for a little while to push Cal McGregor a bit further forward because I feel McGregor is somewhat wasted in that sixth role to an extent. Um, and I just feel that he's better going forward and he has the vision and the ability to pick out that pass to catch your Kyogres who are making those runs. And I feel that the amount of runs that Kyogre was making and just not getting that service that maybe he was getting under the previous you know, ma- manager, um, it just that, that, that's been one aspect of some of the headaches that we've had this season. But um, I think Awat has definitely earned his spot because he every time he came off the bench, he looked composed, tidy, He's strong. Um, he's defensively sound. He, he played right back all preseason. He basically, basically deputized in that position, um, and he's just he just gives that that midfield three a bit of dig. And I just feel that that balance at the moment, obviously with Hatati being unavailable, um, I think that's our best our best three at the moment um, that we've that we've got available. Because in fairness, Holmes had his chance. Turnbull's had multiple chances, and so has. Um, uh, uh, Bernardo to an extent as well although his games are coming in Europe which are probably against better opposition but um, I feel a lot, it's a lot of time and it's his jersey for the time being if he keeps performing the way he's been performing Yeah it seemed in sort of the first 8-9 months of Tomoki Iwata's Celtic career Kev that it was just a case of him filling in whatever he could he never really seemed to have a place in the team. It was just, we're lacking options at centre-back. You can throw Tomoki in there. We're lacking, we don't have a fit right-back for pre-season. You can throw a Watt in there. He'll do some sort of a job. But now it seems like he's found a comfortable position in the park where he can try and solidify his place there. Yeah, I think, you know, that number six area has been a problem 
jersey for us to fill for a good few years now. I think McGregor's done a good job, but I'm I'm in agreement with Anthony on that one that he's he's kind of wasted there. I don't think he's ready to drop back and be like that deep line playmaker number six just yet. I think he's still got something that he can offer being a wee bit further forward as good as he is as a six. And that, I think, is, is again, it says a lot about him as a player that he can fill in in so many positions. But Iwata, for me, is the natural number six. And I mean, me and Paul John have done so many of these shows this season. It's one of the things we've been crying out for. It's like, why is he not being given his chance? You almost get the impression that Rogers didn't fancy him because he was giving everyone else a game. Holmes had a couple of games, you know, Anthony's going through them all, so I'll not repeat them. But everyone seemed to have a shot apart from Iwata. And every time he comes off the bench, he does well. You only need to look at the game at Tynecastle. I think you know, he's I think he's come off the bench in that game. He scored the goal, but he's looked really lively. He breaks up attacks, he starts attacks. And then against Hibs in midweek, his introduction. You know, not to over-exaggerate it, but it's probably one that wins the game, starting him. Because it, it does allow, you know, McGregor steps up one, he becomes more creative. He's a defensive shield that allows Johnson to become more attacking on the right. And Iwata can then drift over there, which allows uh, Taylor to come in and be the inverted fullback that he likes to be. It just gives us so many more options having him there because he's a natural in the position. So I'm really looking forward again to him getting in and seeing what he can do because uh, I think he can become a really, really big player for us. And I was listening to Thursday's podcast there when uh, JP was on as well. So I hope JP's mate is ready to spend these big bucks in the pram for his other pal. And he's going to lose his bet because I think Kawaka will get at least 10 starts this season. He has to because he just he offers so much to that midfield. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think as soon as Rio Hitati comes back from injury, I think your midfield is solid right there. That's why I've always been sort of prone when Celtic are looking to sign midfielders because that midfield is so secure. When you look at Celtic's strongest possible starting midfield, I think it's probably the hardest position to break into on the park. And you're seeing that with um, Oden Holm not even on the bench today, which... Um, I mean, a lot of people have been pretty mixed with his performances over the last few weeks. It's Paul Bernardo, Anthony, that's come onto the bench. Um, he's on loan to us until next summer, as opposed to Nat Phillips's loan deal until January. Do you think he's shown enough to warrant a potential permanent move? I mean, when I've seen him play, he's always been all right. He hasn't put much of a foot wrong, 
but he hasn't exactly set the world alight to really warrant us spending a similar fee to what we paid for Jota for him, has he? Yeah, it's probably still early days. I mean, we're not even at the halfway point in the season yet. Um, there's obviously a spot in that midfield three up for grabs at the moment. So you like to think that, you know, if you're thinking that we're going to splash, like you say, that sort of amount of money on him, you think he'd be grabbing that jersey and not letting it go sort of thing. But the only sympathy I have for him is that Rogers tend to lend towards him, lean towards him for the Champions League games, which... I kind of feels, you know, it's, it's, it, that's a step up. Um, will he get opportunities? Yes, he will. I mean, you know, I, I dare say he'll, he'll, he might feature here. Um, you know, obviously, depending on how the game's going, he, he might get, get some minutes today. So I'm going to um, sit in the fence on that one and say that, you know, it's a wait and see. Um, I think it's still too early to, to tell. It's definitely not a no, but it's definitely not a yes at the moment either. I just, this just haven't seen enough. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I think it's, a lot of safe performances, but that you you're gonna need that a little bit more, that that assist or that that goal, something just to really set the set the place on fire and say, well, yeah, I want to be here, I want to be, I want to be part of the 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 the, the Celtic team going forward. But then you know, almost in a way, you thought I was thinking, well, you know, somebody would have to sort of maybe depart to sort of create that space for him to. To, to come in as well. But with Atati being injured, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for someone to grab that jersey. And at the moment, it's Hawata. But, I mean, like I said, that can that can change. Um, it's, um, you know, it's a, football's a funny old game. So Yeah, considering the, the talent factor that Benfica's academy has been for European football for the last sort of decade, and even stemming back before that, you're hoping that Berardo can kick on and find that game soon because you'd love to have him at the club if he's performing as a top player. We've got 80-88 CFC popping up. Be prepared to drop points today when looking for a bit more optimism on the show here. Brown Warrior, Cal McGregor's wasted as a defensive mid. That's brilliantly obviously from day one, week one, under Brendan. I think Cal McGregor's been a solid number six for a couple of years now. He has still got plenty to offer going forward as well. As yourselves have mentioned, I think he's shown that for Scotland as well. There are a good few occasions. I always go back to his performance for Scotland against Spain that shows that he can do it against top teams. It was when people have doubts or questions about him with regards to the Champions League, I always go back to that game. And that was still just within the last year. John McVeigh McGregor needs to be rested now and again, particularly before a Champions League match. I saw a start, I think it was a few days ago, that was ranking the amount of minutes played this year by footballers across Europe. I think Manchester United's Bruno Fernandes was number one, but Cal McGregor was still up and in and around the mix. So he's still got the legs to do it, but you're thinking at some point they will be looking to wind his minutes down just a bit so he can maximise the quality of McGregor and not burn him out far too soon. I'm going to move on to the front three now. Mikey Johnson, Kev, has kept his place in the team. I didn't think he's set the world like midweek, but I was championing, championing for him to start that game. I had my fingers crossed that when we saw um, Maida and Abada were back in training this week, Brendan Rogers mentioned that in his press conference, I had my fingers crossed that one of them would be on the bench or perhaps even in the squad. But that, that seems to be wishful thinking. But do you think Mikey Johnson did enough to keep his place in the team? Would you have brought someone in like um, James Forrest, perhaps, for example? No, I think he done enough. Um, I'm probably one of those guys that's been, well, I'm not going to say anti Mikey Johnson, but I'm certainly one that thinks if he left the club in the summer, 
Same as I did with Liam Scales, to be fair. If he'd left in the summer, I would not have shed any tears about it whatsoever. If he leaves in January, I probably won't either, to be fair. But I think over the last few games and over the last month or so, he merits a place in the team. So if you've got all your wingers fit and available, I don't think he gets a look in. Um, I wouldn't have rushed anyone back for this game because of the playing surface. And that's the same reason why I don't mind so much that we're resting Carter Vickers off if it is just to protect an injury or just protect his body from the surface. Um, so for me, Mikey Johnson deserves his starts. He's come on in some games against Lazio. He did more in the first five minutes he was on the park than Yang did in the full 70-odd minutes that he got. Uh, against St Johnston, he was lively. He's involved in at least one of the goals in that game. And against Hibs from the start, I think it was just a case of a player coming in and trying too hard to make an impression and finding out that everything he was trying to do just didn't quite come off. But he was doing well up to a point. It was his final ball. He's kind of always been his problem, though, as he's not been consistent with the final ball. But given the options or lack of options that we've got at the moment, given the fact that he's come in and looked lively in games, I'm quite prepared to say, give him the next couple of matches and see what he can do. He's a lad that's playing for his Celtic career. He's a Celtic fan. This will mean a lot to him. If he can't get himself motivated and put in the performances now, then he never will. So it's now or never for him. But right now, as I say, given he's available, I think he's a pretty decent option to have. Yeah, um, Mikey Johnson uh, midweek, it was for years the talking point around Mikey Johnson has always been he's got the drive, he's got the energy to take on the defenders, Anthony, but it was indecisiveness in the final third. He would very rarely make an impact whether that be creating a big chance or even scoring a goal. And I think he saw a similar performance against Hibs midweek where it was it was running at the defenders, it was taking them on. You were getting a bit excited when he was on the ball, but he wasn't really making anything happen, was he? Yeah, the the Mikey Johnson conundrum is always the end product. Um, back, obviously, his first time around when Brendan was there, it was obviously injuries marred his well, it marred his Celtic career up until this point. Um, it was good for him to get away last season and, and get some game time and just get some consistent minutes week on week. So it seems touch wood at the moment he's at least been able to eliminate the injuries from his from his game, which is you know important. Um, but yeah, it's still that final ball. It's um, shooting in the wrong time, you know. You know whether he lays it off and, and just that decision making, and that's the big question for 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 Mikey Johnson and I think Brandon Rogers also questioned his his work rate off the ball um, as well. Because he's obviously you know, compare him to someone like a dies in Maeda, it's it's chalk and cheese. Um, I agree with Kevin. It's um it's his um he's, he's playing for his career. I mean you know he, his career's been at a crossroads now for what three or four seasons like. You know, he's going to have to make it or break it at some point. And he's got an opportunity at the moment because we've got injuries to two key wide players, Abada and Maeda. So he's not really got a better opportunity in a Celtic side um, to have a run of games. I'm, I was with you. I thought he deserved his opportunity against Hibs. He, he was also part of the reason why we, we kicked on against St. Johnson. Um, but I'd say it was a line ball performance midweek. It was just, he wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. He was just you know, average. So we just probably need a little bit more. And just if he can create one or two chances, um, then that's what we're looking for because that's what he managed against within the St. Johnson. And that flick to Kyogo was was, was pivotal for setting up one of those goals. So if he can just have a couple of interventions like that, then I think that's 
that's a step forward and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, I think I read that Brendan Rodgers had said during the week in his sort of pre-match media duties that Mikey Johnson was one of the most talented players he's seen come out of the Celtic setup, and I can't remember if he said it exactly. He said something along the lines of being one of the best ever as far as talent goes to come out of the Celtic Academy. It's just a case of applying himself that has been the real problem. But we're hoping he can apply himself to the game today and put him a top performance. You've got Luis Palmer on the opposite wings. I think there's been a lot of discourse for the Champions League exit of who's European calibre and who's not. We've had the same sort of conversations surrounding in the summer transfer window as well. I think Louise Palmer is of that calibre that fans have demanded that we should be looking for. He's been a bit inconsistent in his first few months at Celtic, but the highs are incredibly high. He's turned in a few top, top performances, I'm sure. If you're just after Christmas, if you're looking at some of the best individual performances of the season so far, you could probably have two or three Louise Palmer performances in there because he turns in some exceptional individual performances and I think they've done the same against Hibs midweek don't you think Kev? Yeah I thought he was really good against Hibs um, he frustrates at times though because uh, he likes to just come inside too often I think there's he needs to vary his play a little bit more because he's definitely a player that's got bags of potential um, I'm a little bit on the fence as to whether I would say he was truly Champions League level just yet uh, and it's because of that you know, there's games he kind of telegraphs what he's going to do. But against Hibs, and I mentioned this, I think, in the halftime show in that game, there was a point in that first half where everything he was doing was becoming too obvious. And he just he had to start hitting the byline. And the first time he does, he sets up the second goal. So if he could just vary his play, you know he's got it in him, that he can be a game changer for us. Um, so, you know, he's uh, there's a little bit of the Mikey Johnsons in that one as well, because it's a consistency element. But as soon as but you know Palmer delivers more, if he can just keep that going, then um, I think we do have a really good player on our hands. But I don't always want to be negative when I say this. There's a reason why he's with Celtic at the moment and not playing elsewhere. We can help him get him to that level, which I think is what we should be doing for players like like Louis Palmer. Yeah, I think there was something I picked up on in his first sort of 50 minutes that I served at Jersey when he came on against Feyenoord the first Champions League game that he seemed pretty one-dimensional but he wasn't really hiding it well and against Hibs his main game is cutting inside on that right foot but against some teams even seeing the Champions League level has, he's afforded a bit more space he can really cause some problems but the final position I want to touch on is the final position on the part that we haven't covered yet that is Ohyun Gu up top two goals midweek he keeps his place I'm sure Kyogo would have been kicking himself on the bench seeing O coming in and then scoring two goals straight away. I've seen Kyogo, he's only got, I think it's one goal in his last eight games in all competitions. That's just from the top of the head. I could be wrong with that one. But his game had slowed up. That would have been a bit of discourse. How do you get Kyogo more involved in the game? And the decisions here they've taken is to drop him, and you've brought in all. And do you think he can really take these opportunities and run with it, Anthony? I think for the time being, yes. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that Kyogo will start midweek against Feyenoord um, in the last Champions League game. But I think for today, it was on a bit of a high. He scored two goals midweek. I mean, one was a, a vac heel. Like, you know, that was, yeah, you could argue that one with CCV's goal or not. But, um, but you know, he's, 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 he's on a bit of a crest at the moment. So I think you've got to ride that wave 
when someone's in form. And I feel that he's in form at the moment. So I totally get why Rodgers has picked him this afternoon. Um, it's a plastic pitch. The ball's going to be played up in the air. You're going to be he's going to be up against a couple of big burly defenders. So, yeah, I I, I think definitely it's horses for courses to, to an extent. But I think he's he's playing well, and it's not like you know it's Kyogre will be back in midweek. Uh, I've got no doubt about that. But I just think that um, you know for the moment he's um, he's playing well and he deserves another start. So um, hopefully he can get a couple of goals today and make it an easy afternoon for us. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I thought when Rodgers first came in, you you were identifying the players that you thought Rodgers could work well with, the players that he could take to a new level, and all seemed to fit the exact sort of dynamic that you'd think Brendan Rodgers usually looks for in a striker. He seems to be hitting that form now that we saw in the latter stage of last season on Durange. That's the clock struck, 12 o'clock. Kick-off will be finishing our approach over the next minute or so. So we're going to leave it here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this pre-match preview broadcast. We'll be back at half-time to discuss what will hopefully be an encouraging and positive first-half performance from Celtic. I think it was around 400 of you watching at the peak. So thank you very much for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you at half-time. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.